It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years Classic journeyman, bunch of media gigs, bunch of podcasts. Greg Cosell was superb yesterday on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Highly encourage you to listen to Darren Waller on the first Ross Tucker Football Podcast this week. I think he might be ready to potentially hold out if the Raiders don't give him a new deal, which he absolutely deserves. And then even Money Podcast yesterday with Steve Fezzik was so much fun going over the NFL week one betting lines. They're up at DraftKings Sportsbook. Why not? He had a three-unit bet. You got to listen or watch that. You can watch it. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Pretty much every social media platform there is now. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok. I was told I need a TikTok. I'm trying to be a TikTok star before my daughters are. Uh, you can also hit us up, Twitter and Instagram, at Ross Tucker Pod. My co-host, pretty much every week, the great Joe Dolan from FantasyPoints.com. Big fan of Joe Dolan. Big fan of the code 22FEAST that you can use for a discount at FantasyPoints.com, where I'm also a big fan. I also love the guys at Eat Sleep Fantasy. And that's how I heard about John Chapman, who's joining us today. He also has, it's Niners Rush, right, John? Yeah, 49ers Rush. 49ers Rush podcast, which kills it on YouTube, does a great job. Niners fans, you've got to listen or subscribe or watch the 49ers Rush podcast because it's absolutely awesome. John and I were talking, Joe, you got to hear this story. John and I were talking, before we dive into the, the uh, Joe's quarterback uh, dynasty rookie rankings, you got to hear how John became a Niners fan. John, this is like, I love this. So tell, tell Joe and the listeners the story because this is amazing. Well, grew up in Dallas, and so, you know, Dallas football is a big deal. But um, my entire family were Cowboys fans. I had the stepdad that just drove me nuts. We, we didn't get along very well. And so for my 10th birthday, just in spite, this is kind of the personality I am, I asked him for a Jerry Rice jersey, to which he refused. I threw a fit to mom. Mom forced him to buy the jersey. It's still my prized possession to this day. And so that is where the fandom and the community kind of started there, is uh, just to despite my stepdad. And it's, it kind of took. So uh, here we are several years later, diehard Niners guy. So, so how's your I relationship love- with him now? <laughs> Yeah, it, it it picked up a little bit as I got older. And, you know, we used to always argue during games and whatnot. But uh, eventually it got a little bit better. But, yeah, it, the, the fandom stuck. Uh, it did not Was this like in the 90s? When was this? Oh, yeah. So this would have been uh, 91 is whenever it happened. So I'm dating myself here. So this is 91. So this was in the thick of the oh, Dallas. Oh, so, dude, he had it yeah. over you, though, for a while. He did. He did. He did. It, there were some rough days in the Chapman household. I will not deny that. Oh, but 94. Four was amazing. We eventually got him. We eventually got him. (laughs) 
Joe, I, that story is incredible. I, I, despite, I mean, look, I mean, it's not a secret where my allegiances lie. I mean, just look at my room. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so spiting Cowboys fans is a lot of fun, uh, John. I, 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 that's a great story because I think my sister, my sister is a Cowboys fan just to spite her family. Which are all, you know. There's one fans. of us in every clan, I swear, man. There, yeah. There's always that one that kind of goes against. I gotta be honest, like, I don't know if I could my wife is my wife is Philly born and bred, so I, I don't know if I could deal with her being a fan of like like if she was like a fan of the Jaguars or something, <laughs> I'm I'm sure I could live with that. But like if she was like a fan of like the Giants or like or for for oh my god, the worst would be the Pittsburgh Penguins. Which, I, I mean, just like obnoxious. Ugh, I can't stand them. That would be the worst. But uh, I think she hates penguins as much as I do. So uh, no, that sounds that, like a hey, good, look, lady. good for you. I will <laughs> yeah, say, good. you know what? Um, I'm not like a huge fan of any team necessarily. But um, growing up a big Penn State and Eagles fan, it's pretty cool that my wife is also a Penn State and Eagles fan. Although my experience in the NFL where she saw the way the sausage is really made, she's not nearly the football fan she was, I think, when we first met or when I was playing just because it's a, uh, it is a tough, cold, hard business. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, let's get into Dynasty quarterback rankings. Joe Dolan. All right, Joe, nobody was excited about this quarterback class. Is no. there – like – why are we even doing dynasty rookie quarterback right? Is anybody really making sure these guys are a priority on their teams? Uh, so the the one thing that that dynasty players the dynasty players are sickos. By the way, Ross, um, there there's and, and we've had our guy Wes Huber on the podcast too. Um, there's a different level of sicko in fantasy football called Devi players and I'm in a Devi league where you draft college players and then when they graduate to the NFL you could start actually using them um dynasty players are sickos I don't think there's very many people who are casually in a dynasty league I, I, I it doesn't work um so they are looking into this and they're looking at all the scenarios in which in which maybe somebody takes over um down the line maybe has a shot to start year one um, but also, Superflex Dynasty is growing in popularity. So even in a weak quarterback class, and this is whew, as weak as I've seen since Ross. What was the year? What was the year EJ Manuel came out? Was that 2013 or 2014? I don't remember. Nassib was supposed to be the number one pick, though. Ryan Nassib. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was 13. I think was the year EJ Manuel came out. Um, and he was the 16th pick in the draft. And then Geno Smith went in the second round. And, I mean, Mike Glennon was a third-round pick that year. This is kind of similar to that class. The difference is, I feel like this year there were guys like uh, like Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral. Or not, excuse me, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, Malik Willis, who were getting some first-round hype. And then those guys don't even go in the second round. So, yeah, I think there's going to be some players here who are going to have – I think one of, like, Ritter, um, Corral, Willis will probably end up being an okay player, but the odds are certainly against all of them being uh, just based on history of draft capital. Yeah, it's bad. This is a bad class. Um, 
I do think that, as you said, that kind of second-tier players based on where they landed, those third-round guys, Willis, Ritter, and uh, Corral, somebody, like you said, is going to hit. Bet on physical traits. I'm really big on that. So I'm excited to jump into these rankings rankings with you, Joe, and argue a little bit because I think one of these guys is going to play a little sooner than the others. I'm curious to see who you have up there. His number one quarterback, Wes Huber has him third. Joe Dolan has Kenny Pickett number one, Joe. I mean, it just – look, I, 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 I love Wes. Wes puts way more time into this than I do um, for Dynasty. He is truly one of the sickos. Um, uh, but I look at – he's the only quarterback who was drafted in what? Like the top, the top two rounds of this, of this class – He's the one who clearly has the best shot to start week one of this group. Although I, I think John's going to chime in with somebody else and we'll see if we agree on that. Um, but Kenny Pickett, uh, look, it, yes, he can. Uh, Tribe called quest. Um, we're going to, we're going to look at Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to start early in his rookie season and he's kind of well supported. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, they drafted George Pickens, Calvin Austin, Chase Claypool might be on the outs, but he's still there. You have Pat Fryermuth. You've got Najee Harris in the backfield. I don't think the offensive line is good, but it certainly improved from last year. And when I watched Ben Roethlisberger last year, I mean, the guy's flopping around out there yeah. like a raw piece of fish. I mean, I, I, like, I don't know what in God's name. Like, like, I actually think Kenny Pickett can be an upgrade on Ben Roethlisberger. Not Ben Roethlisberger 10 years ago, but Ben Roethl- Roethlisberger of last year. Absolutely. So Kenny Pickett, I just think, based on the fact that he was a first-round pick, he's well-supported in an offense. We know Mike Tomlin's an excellent head coach. It's kind of a no-brainer for me. If, if, if I have to take a quarterback from this class for the next two, three, four years, it's Pickett. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on the fact of the ghost of Big Ben that we've seen for the past two years, that this is an upgrade. However, Kenny Pickett, well, yeah, he got drafted early. He's going to probably see the field relatively early. The problem is this. The best case scenario for small hands picket is a double. That's best case scenario, I think, with this player. Just because, again, if you look at what can he lead, can he bring the mobility, the rushing stats? I don't think that's there. You know, he ran a 4 7, some decent mobility. But I think that he's one of those plays very similar to Mac Jones last year, where, yeah, he might earn the starting job. But is there ever going to be a time that he's going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback? That's one of the ones where I'm just like, I. I struggle seeing it. But, yeah, the draft capital, I'm with you, Joe. Uh, That is paramount in this situation because even right after they drafted him, um, you know, head coach, he he was talking to – it basically said one of the things we like about Kenny Pickett is that he can play now. He's ready to play in the league now. So I think he's going to get that shot. I just – the fumbling issues, the small hands, and the cold weather, even though he played in Pitt, I get that. I just – I think there's just a very low ceiling – on what Kenny Pickett can bring fantasy-wise. That's my take on it. But, no, I get you. You take him early, he's going to play. The number two guy on Joe's rankings, Desmond Ritter, Atlanta Falcons. That'd be my number one. Yeah, yeah, so here's the deal with Desmond Ritter. I think Marcus Mariota stinks. And, And now, I think this roster stinks, too. But, at the very least, they made a conscientious effort what, no matter what we think about Drake London, and, and Ross, I know you've talked to Greg Cosell. He's a polarizing guy. Um, you have Drake London, Kenny Pickett. They traded for Brian Edwards, who, again, I'm not saying he's a game changer, 
but he was somebody I liked when he came out. It hasn't worked out for him with the Raiders. But they've actually made a conscientious effort to try to put some decent weapons around uh, whoever their signal caller is. Um, the reason I am not as bullish on Desmond Ritter is we're looking at a team that might be in the mix for the first overall pick next year. And if they have the first overall pick, barring Desmond Ritter playing well, and if they do have the first overall pick, Desmond Ritter probably wouldn't have played well. They're going to take the quarterback. So it's a very sticky situation, but I do think Desmond Ritter is going to play, and I think he's going to play pretty often as a rookie. Um, he was somebody who was getting some of that late first-round buzz. He fits the uh, the Bill Parcells, uh, yeah. the old uh, Bill Parcells checklist of being a, of being at least a three-year starter who's won uh, 28 or more games in, in college football. Um, he's done all that. Uh, there's obviously a reason he fell to the third round, but I do think he's going to play and has the best shot to play of the third round picks in this class. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I think the ceiling's a lot higher. That That's one of the reasons why I like him. So if you're in a one QB league, you're drafting for upside alone. If you're in a super flex, that's going to depend a little bit on roster construction. If you need somebody to plug in now or if you're looking for a long-term play. But I think Desmond Ritter, I love quarterbacks on bad defenses. And I don't think the Falcon. There's a worse defense out there than what the Falcons put up there. So you're talking about, yeah, it's it's super bad playing from behind. Going to have to air it out. He's got some receiving options, obviously, with their last, you know, Pitts and Drake London, which I'm a little bit, I'm much lower on Drake London than most. Uh, but okay, he is so you're a one of the. Talent. You're yeah. one of the guys like because uh, Ross Ross has talked to Greg Cosell on here, and you know Greg Cosell said he thought he might be best as a big slot receiver uh, in the mold of a Marcus Colston. Now. Marcus Colston cost 700 passes in the NFL. So people are thinking like, oh, my God, you're comparing him to Marcus Colston. You know, I, I think it's interesting with Atlanta, though, is like, is there a shot that Kyle – and remember, they drafted John Fitzpatrick, who's a blocking tight end. They brought in uh, Anthony Ferkser from the Titans, who obviously knows Arthur Smith's system. I wonder if Kyle Pitts is going to play X receiver more than anybody else on this team. I think, I, I think he will. I And I think big slot is that uh, – kind of the negativity that goes with that – I don't think that should belong anymore, but I do think that's where Drake London fits. And again, once eventually Calvin really comes back, you're drafting Desmond Ritter, not for this year, but for the following year, if you're a dynasty play, right? You're going to sit him for a year and you're going to hope because Marcus Mariota, let's be honest, if he couldn't have success with that Tennessee offense when Tannehill stepped in and just blew it out of the park right away, this is a much worse roster than what he's played with. Maybe he's developed some, but nah, it's it's – it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle for him. Anybody that yeah. plays back there, to be honest. Speaking by the way, by the way of, go ahead, Joe. I was gonna say the Falcons certainly have have a type at receiver, by the way, because like look at this: Drake London, Drake London, uh, six four two thirteen. Brian Edwards, they acquired in a trade from the Raiders. He's he's six three two fifteen. Auden Tate, who they signed this offseason, is 6'5", 228. I mean, you've got wide receivers on this team who are bigger than Kyle Pitts. Well, not really, because Kyle Pitts is six six. 250 but uh but like yeah uh let's just say uh you can afford to be a little less accurate when you've got a basketball team out there um speaking of difficult really really difficult to find good people to hire these days like almost impossible so as your small business grows like 49ers rush podcast john is that right yes sir boom you know what you do linkedin jobs it's here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs. 
How about this? LinkedIn has over 810 million people. That is, that's more than twice the United States they have on LinkedIn, which is crazy. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash feast. That's linkedin.com slash feast to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply, of course. it's There's a reason why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. All right. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I thought both of you might be higher long term on this guy. Malik Willis. Joe, you have him third. This is the last year of any guaranteed money for Tannehill. Mm -hmm. Although I will say, I feel like on some level, we were like lied to as it relates to Willis during the pre-draft process. I got fooled. I did. I mean, look, I I have him third here only. And here's part of the reason. It's because Ryan Tannehill is the best quarterback of the top four guys in this in this dynasty class, and and like, look, who's to say Ryan Tannehill? I understand he's under fire. There was there was talk they could be in on Willis in the first round, you know, and but they didn't. But I understand why he's under fire a little bit. But Ryan Tannehill could also come out have a really nice season, and the Titans decide to rework his contract. So I think I think as he's the best quarterback, he's better than Trubisky. He's better. Uh, than Mariota, he's certainly better than any of the scrubs that Carolina has. So in this class, uh, among the guys who were, were drafted in the first three rounds at the quarterback position, Ryan Tannehill is the best. And you could also argue that the Titans have the worst receiving core of those of those teams as well. Yeah, and I the, the rushing, that's what he brings, right? Malik Willis. Yeah, sure. Several times, GPS tracker over 20 miles an hour. He's got the speed. Amazing human being off the field. You know, I had him pegged as, you know, a future Walter Payton man of the year type player. That's who he is. So I, I love this kid. I'm rooting for him. Fantasy-wise, it gets rough because you're betting so big on the mobility that he landed in a terrible spot. Even if he gets the starting job, Man, that's a run-heavy offense through the running back, plus limited receiving options. I'm very high on Traylon Burks, however, but who else is there outside of that? So I, I really I hated this landing spot. I thought it was, it was one of the worst places he could have went. But from a pure NFL perspective, I think this could work out and pay dividends long-term for the Tennessee Titans. But again, the, the mobility is really all you're reaching for here. Is there a chance he plays this year? I don't see it. Next year, that's a 50-50 if they move on, like Ross said, after the guarantee numbers are done. But you could be waiting two years, which isn't bad for Malik Willis, but it's bad for fantasy. So what's going on with Traylon Burks, by the way? I feel like I need to ask Um, that. So Titan beat writers, of course, Mike Vrabel's not saying anything because, you know, he was coached by Bill Belichick. So um, Titan beat writers are speculating that he is having allergy problems. And, uh, like, they said he had trouble breathing in the first rookie minicamp. Um, 
So that is their speculation. They are just speculating because Mike Vrabel, my God in heaven, this is national security, so he's not going to say anything. Uh, So that is what they are speculating. That's all I can say, Ross, because I don't know for sure. But they are speculating that he is having allergy problems. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Not going to lie. He's from Arkansas, so he's from kind of that area. But um, it's interesting, something to keep an eye on. I wouldn't be too much in a fuss about it now, but I I really loved his film. I I think he's a hell of a player. Um, I think it's going to work out for him long term. But, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I'm keeping an eye on. Fourth, you have not a surprise, I guess, here. But fourth, you've got – Matt Corral, Carolina Panthers. Is there not a path to him playing this year? Is like, I mean, they got to get somebody else, Jimmy G or Baker. Um, but I guess I feel like if that doesn't work out, in my mind, Matt Rule puts Corral in second half of the year as a last-ditch effort to save his job. Uh, I think Corral, um, I, I actually think he is going to play this year. And maybe I have him a little bit too low. I just feel like Carolina is a disaster right now. And, and you can, I mean, you got DJ Moore there, okay? So you got a good receiver. Robbie Anderson seems like he's a little disgruntled. Their second round pick a season ago, Terrace Marshall, was a disaster as a rookie. We'll see if he he ended up having a foot injury. We'll see if he is able to recover and, and get back on track. But uh, Matt Corral falling to the third round on a team where I just think Carolina is going in the wrong direction. That trade for Sam Darnold was one of the, yeah. I mean, one of the worst trades that we have seen in the last 10 years. And uh, John, I'm sure you're sitting there like thinking when that, I remember where I was when that trade happened. I was at my mom's house. I don't even, I, I even forget why. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, what, it was What bad. did they do? <laughs> like, it was bad. I, They're paying for like, it. And it's going to cost some jobs. It's going to cost them a bunch of jobs, and I mean, rightfully so. Just horrible. And, like, but they didn't have a second-round pick this year. They took Iki Kwanu, which I like in the first round. But I just think this is a team going in the wrong direction. And, again, you can split hairs. I do think we're going to see Matt Corral this year. And I think he'll probably flash. Like, I, I almost feel like he's got the ability to be kind of like – like a souped-up Taylor Heineke type of guy. You know, run around, make some plays. He's more athletic than Heineke. Um, but again, Carolina is a team where I think Matt Rule is a lame duck barring something crazy. I think the team's going to stink, and this is a team that's going to be picking very high in 2023 in a well, – look, things change every year, but as it stands now, a significantly better quarterback class than we have this past year. Yeah, I agree. And I don't even think, even if Matt Corral hits, I think it's going to be a regime change in Carolina, which we've seen, you know, Chicago, we saw Chargers. It doesn't matter if the quarterback even shows off decent like Herbert. Coaches still get fired in that situation in today's NFL, and I think that's going to take place with Matt Rule. And I like Matt Rule. I I thought it was a good fit. It just he made some bad decisions when he fired Joe Brady. That kind of put him on notice, and it's just kind of been downhill from there. But if Matt Corral does play, I think probably the biggest dynasty takeaway is how much that will help Christian McCaffrey. Um, Corral got all of his bread and butter off screen plays, one of the highest screen play percentage whenever he was in college. Like He's a check down guy. I don't mean that as a negative. That's just kind of where those points are going to kind of you know, lead to uh, not the biggest corral guy. I, I put in my draft right up before he was drafted. This guy's going to be out of the league or a pro bowler in three years. You're going to know right away. Uh, it's because he, he's, 
He's one of those improvised type quarterbacks, backyard kind of Johnny Manziel, Moxie on the field. I don't know if it's going to translate. I really, really don't. But if it does, it's going to hit. Um, but yeah, I, I like where you have him ranked, Joe. I think you you nailed that one. Tell you a guy I think is interesting, and the last guy we'll talk about, Sam Howe to the Commanders. Joe has him fifth. The guru, John Hansen, had him fourth. You know, it's tough to put a lot of stock into a fifth-round pick. He's a fifth-round pick, yeah. Wentz has a track record, <laughs> and Sam Howell was the projected number one pick and first-round pick before the year, which, by the way, that's remarkable to me that a lot of people watched a lot of Sam Howell tape. He's a first-round pick, then he goes in the fifth round after not playing as well. Joe, there's a path to him playing and and maybe winning the job. Yeah, so this is the this is the deal with Sam. First and foremost, Ross, uh, you you talked about how your wife isn't as big a football fan because of she's kind of seen how the sausage was made. I don't know how the sausage was made on Sam Howell because his tape in twenty twenty was a pretty intriguing player. He lost a bunch of weapons there at North Carolina, both at receiver and in the backfield. And then in twenty twenty one, he comes out and he flat admitted he's like, yeah, I didn't play as well. I just I just didn't. But he falls to the fifth round. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how these teams are evaluating him. Moreover, I, I like him fifth here because, first and foremost, like you mentioned with Carson Wentz, the problem is I'm not even sure Hal's going to be the backup this year. Because say what you want about Heineke, the guy's come in and he's played some decent football when he's gotten the opportunity. Not telling you he's one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league, but he's probably someone with his combination of traits, mobility, is probably going to stick around for a little bit as a backup in the league. So I don't know if Sam Howell is going to uh, have an opportunity here to even play as a rookie, even if Wentz falls flat on his face. And we know this is Wentz's last chance. But if Wentz goes down, Ron Rivera is probably looking, uh-oh, you know, we t- we hitched our wagon to this guy. We got to start winning some football games. Do they decide that Heineke is the guy who's going to be able to come out and give them the opportunity? Look, yeah, I, I mean, we-, we you can laugh all you want when it comes to when it comes to Wentz and say, oh my God, they had to inform him beforehand so he doesn't get so he doesn't get the sads that they're going to take a quarterback in the fifth round. I mean, how? Yeah, but you know what? I, I just am not even sure Sam Howell is going to be the backup this year, and that's why he's fifth for me. Yeah, and to add on to that, Joe, he's the youngest quarterback rostered in the NFL currently. Um, mm. Second's Trey Lance. Like, this is a young cat. And so it's going to take some time. And I, I love how you brought about, you know, I call it the goldfish theory, right? He's as good as the environment around him will allow him to be, which we saw, you know, Ross, you you alluded to people had him number one overall. Well, then he lost all that talent, and it kind of exposed what he is, sadly. So, What's the environment like in Washington? Does he have what it would take, even if he does get that spot over Heineke, over Wentz, which will give somebody an opportunity, whether just as a bad teammate, persona, or injury, whatever, that that opportunity will be there. But I do not see, very similar to Joe, I I, I wanted to disagree with him on this one, uh, but Joe's killing it, man. Lights out, my friend. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'll add this. I don't think Howell plays this year. I don't think he sees the field this year. I think that is a long-term play at best. Again, another one of these quarterbacks. It's not even this year. You're waiting two years. Him and Malik Willis, I kind of put in the same category. You're waiting two years before these guys are going to see meaningful playing time if they even get that opportunity. 
Here's the deal. You got to follow these guys on social media. They know things. Joe is at FG underscore Dolan. Remember, you go 22 feast at fantasypoints.com for the best fantasy info out there. John, what's your social handles for people to hit you up? Yeah, at JL underscore Chapman on Twitter. That's where I'm most active, at JL underscore Chapman. And then you can just type in John Chapman anywhere you watch or listen to podcasts. You'll be able to find our content there. There you go. John, thank you so much. Joe, that was awesome. We will keep it rolling next week as we continue our post-draft stuff. Other than I'm stuffed, we're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.